Welcome to the Natural Life Academy. Two mums sharing simple steps to a more natural life, for better health and a happier planet. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Natural Life Academy. I'm Kylie Ryan. And I'm Claire Cameron. And today we wanted to chat about something that maybe is considered a little bit taboo, but we're all about pushing the boundaries. Um, <laughs> it shouldn't be a boundary to push. But... It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Uh, today we want to chat about menstrual cycles and making the move to more natural products when it comes to your menstrual cycle. So we wanted to mainly, we want to give a bit of a warning. We are not censoring anything. Like there will be no being cautious about what we say. Stop now. Yeah. We're just going to be completely open because we figure if as women, we cannot be open about our menstrual cycle and we're assuming mostly other women are listening to this. If you're a man listening to this, good on you. High five for trying to understand the women in your life. Um, (laughs) But we figure if we can't be honest about it, then there's no way society's ever going to be open and honest about periods and accepting of the fact that all women are going to have them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So things might be TMI for you. If they are, feel free to skip forward. But we hope, we do hope that no one's really going to feel the need because hopefully everyone is wanting this open conversation about them. Very well said. All right. Well, where should we start? Let's start with what, why we want to look at. Or should we, should we start with how we started with our natural sort of managing of periods? Yeah, maybe let's, let's go back and start with the fact that we were not always naturally managing no, periods. exactly. And you'll see this as a common theme in all our episodes. We were not just magically all natural, all organic, all no completely chemical free living. No, we started I, simply and we changed things along the way as we learned more. I was on the pill for like seven years. Ten Granted, years. I think I probably was earlier than some people to kind of go, oh, I just don't feel right taking this. Um, so I was around 21, 22 ish. Uh, when I decided I just really feel like this is not natural for me to be taking something that is stopping me from getting a period. And so I went off the pill at that age. Um, But, I mean, I certainly wasn't using natural products or anything like that. Like I was just like everyone else, going to the supermarket, buying my Libra tampons and Libra pads and, you know, all that stuff. Um, But... So you are so ahead of it at 21. I didn't go off the pill until 27 when we were trying to get pregnant. That's the only reason I went off it. Didn't There was nothing in me that triggered it other than wanting I, to get pregnant. But when you think about like how long ago that was, there was not a heap of information available. No. Like if you talk about mainstream, and I think that probably a lot of that is to do with social media. And how accessible information is now. Like you can now send a DM or comment on a professional's post about, you know, you can ask something about toxins in menstrual products and they will get back to you. You have access to a ridiculous amount of professionals now so easily, literally your fingertips. 
And it wasn't like that when we would have gone off the pill and things. You relied on your doctor. And if your doctor, who they're, they're not telling you, look, these are the risks of the pill, I, do, I think you, we should look at other options. But that's, that was your source. That's who you relied on. And if they were saying mm. the pill was okay or you should take the pill to fix all these things, then you're 100% trusted what they said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we've already gone off on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> funny. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring us back. So, so we I think that's, well, that's probably when we started thinking more. For me, that's when I started thinking more about um, what was actually in these products that I was using. So the big issue with um, tampons and pads is that if there are any, chem- so hang on, we'll go back a step we don't know and it's not disclosed to us that there are actually chemicals in these products because they don't have to so it's um it's considered a medical product so because of that reason um the companies don't have to disclose their ingredients which is really concerning it is the same reason that they and i'm not going to go off on a tangent i promise but nappies pads (laughs) tampons all come in the same category Ingredients yeah. not having to be disclosed, and considering the location that all of those things are placed, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's not the topic of today's podcast. Getting angry well, with kind of the is. companies, <laughs> it, it kind of is. But the thing, but the thing about it is, I've spent a few hours trying to research to find the ingredients in really common brands, and I will say. I don't know how much we can say, but, well, I will say it. I couldn't find ingredients for Carefree. Couldn't find anything about that. Couldn't find anything for Tampax. Um, couldn't find anything for Kotex. Libra was the only brand that actually disclosed a little bit about what was in their product and what they're trying to do. They're actually actively trying to make an effort to reduce the chemicals in their products. Are they the same? Is it Are the Libra ads the ones that are trying to genuinely show periods on TV? I think so. Yeah, I and I feel so. like their ads are also showing, like there's been some others, but their ads are showing they're trying to move to a more natural approach yeah. to all of it. And they really are, and they make, like they really go into detail. I mean, this is slight tangent, but they're going to detail about why they choose plastic for their, the wrappers of their tampons and that they've done the environmental assessment and that it uses less, less environmental impact to actually create the plastic than to use a paper product and they're mm-hmm. recyclable, not in your genuine household recycling, but, you know, in your coals recycling, you know, how you see those plastic oh, Yeah, you take it things. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're actually actively making an effort um, and talking about that there are chemicals in these products but the big issue with it so if we just explain that with any product that touches your skin any kind of chemical that touches your skin that toxin gets absorbed straight into your bloodstream it doesn't get filtered whereas if you ingest something so if you eat something that might have a chemical in it your body has all of these amazing things and enzymes and it goes through your digestive system and it gets filtered out not all of it but it does get filtered in some degree. Your body has an elimination system to get rid of that. Yeah, it can excrete. Exactly. Not so much in your blood and especially when you're sticking it, you know where. Where you put it. <laughs> where you put it. 
we won't be too graphic. We said we'd be TMI, but we won't be too graphic. Um, so, so there's there's the brief explanation of why we don't want to be um, exposing ourselves. Un- I mean, in anything, we don't want to be exposing ourselves to chemicals in any way. But yeah, Carly, I feel yeah. like you've got something profound. <laughs> It's not profound, but <laughs> cotton is considered the world's dirtiest mm. crop because of the pesticides that are used on it. Um, and so given that our menstrual products are made from cotton, it's kind of crazy to me that we have not been made aware of the risks of using those products where the cotton is so heavily sprayed. So that's, yeah, the biggest difference between choosing non-organic cotton menstrual products versus organic yeah and that's the thing with so many things that we just assume that because it's out there and because it is such a sensitive thing or sensitive area that it's addressing that it must be safe but it's Mm. up to us like with all of these things to actually do the research and find out and i think they've actually um product companies who make these products have actually relied upon the fact that periods have been considered taboo to talk about because yeah, people are not, right. people aren't going to have, you know, while well, they weren't, I don't know about you, but my friends and I are talking about periods all the time now um, and probably have done for years. My family has always been very open about it, but I'm sure that there are so many circles where women are not sitting down with their girlfriends and having a chat about the menstrual products they use and asking questions about it. So they're just continuing to buy the same thing because if no one's talking about it, then no company has to do anything different because obviously what they're doing is never being investigated. And I feel like it's like whatever you started with, whatever your mum bought you. It's that's so kind of true. What you stick with. Yeah. And I'm the same. Well, not, I'm not the same that we, like all my friends and I didn't really start talking about it until after we had kids, I would say. Mm. I mean, we might have, but I don't really remember it being such an open discussion. I feel like like there's no such thing as TMI after you have kids. It's just there, I was about to on say the that. table. <laughs> there, is, there is no TMI. Like yeah. everything is fair game after you've had yeah, children. But I do remember, this is how open my friends and I were, I remember being in year 11 and being in the girls' toilets and standing on the other side of a cubicle door, verbally talking my girlfriend through how to insert a tampon <laughs> because she'd never used them before and was caught by surprise at yeah. school. And we were so, so open about talking mm. about periods. So, but I mean, I, I don't think that that's necessarily been the case for everyone. And I do hope that it's getting better, but we did also, so, Looking at organic cotton products, if you are wanting convenience and, well, I shouldn't even say convenience because the stuff we're going to talk about next is actually more convenient and we'll explain that in a minute. But if you're wanting to continue down pads and tampons route and you want stuff that's easily accessible at the supermarket, um, there is one brand that we know of that is stocked at most supermarkets and that's Tom's. And all of their products are organic. They've got pads, liners, tampons, maternity pads. So you're kind of covered um, with Tom's. There's also another brand, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm going to say Suno, T-S-U-N-O, <laughs> if only they could see my facial expressions as I'm trying to say that. Um, yeah. That's actually an Australian 
made product as well and that's organic cotton. I've never seen them do pads though. I've only ever seen tampons in that brand. It's not to say they don't have it. I don't see very many alternatives. Um, I'm just going to back up one minute because we forgot to mention and we want to mention this because it's, it's part of feminine hygiene, but it's not something that we think is very widely used, but that might just be because we're not out looking for it. But what did you call them that wasn't vag wipes? Because maybe I shouldn't <laughs> call them vag wipes, but I'm going to say it anyway. Feminine hygiene wipes. Feminine hygiene wipes. <laughs> Guys, just avoid those. That's yeah. just completely unnecessary. Fe- feminine hygiene wash as well. It's the same brand and I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily want to call out the brand. Um, no. But they're heavily fragranced for sure. Yeah. And as we said in our last episode, fragrance something we just want to completely avoid especially down there because mm. as we said fragrance interferes with hormones and especially young girls and when they're just getting started with if we don't want to muck up their hormones and it also actually affects your ph balance down there just yes. while we're at it and mm. you don't want to disrupt the ph balance down no, there there is a delicate balance down there mm. mm-hmm. i I don't know. I mean, yeah. Let, look, let's not go into just what will happen it, if you disrupt the people. Yeah. You, you're gonna have you're gonna have a stench issue should you disrupt the pH balance down there. And then it's probably a bit of a vicious cycle because then it is. You, you need the, the product. Uh huh. Yeah. So just don't do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll just just leave it at that. Um, I okay, do so want to point said, out. Yeah. Because if we're talking about supermarket um, and the availability, I am super impressed at the fact that now at our local Woolies, you can get menstrual cups and period undies. I did see somebody post the other day that I didn't see about period undies. I saw the cups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they've got both at our local Woolies. Um, which I'm really, really impressed with. So we are going to talk about menstrual cups because Claire and I both use them and love them. Um, Much to my very close girlfriend's disgust, they still can't get on board with them. Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> I, I did a lot of research before I purchased a cup and I was unsure how I was going to go with the whole hygiene aspect of it. I was like, oh, is this going to be really gross? But I can tell you it is way less gross than tampons. So much better. Way well, for me, less. I had, like, the idea disgusted me. I did not want to do it, but I was desperate because after having kids, I'm not going to say this publicly, <laughs> really, really heavy cycles. And other things were just not cutting it. So I did some research and that was the only thing that I found. And this was five years ago probably or was it after our second? So maybe four or five years ago. So a cup was really the only answer and everything I read had said how good it was and I just thought, all right, I'm going to do it. I don't have another option. And, oh, my God, life-changing. You'll never go back, will you? Like you just cannot go back. I have had to one me friend now. who tried it and she could not get on board with it. Yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about because I've seen that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I 
I mean, I've got girlfriends who are like, oh, do you still love yours? I think I want to try it. I've even, you know, I, if I got my 20-year-old cousin on board, mm. then anyone needs to try it. And she Imagine has also if said. if you had it from the start. She's oh, my like, God. She said to me, I could never go back. I don't know how I used tampons for so long. Like the convenience. So this is why I didn't want to say convenience before because the convenience of a cup is like nothing else. Like no. for me, and I know it's not the case for you because you said, like you said, you've got heavy cycles, but I can go to work on day one for the whole day and not have to change anything. Like I don't have to empty yeah. a cup or anything like that. I am good on day one for eight to 10 hours with a cup. In. That, that is the amazing. So I've only got one day where I can't do that, but for the rest of it, that's literally, and especially, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk about like in the workplace. So when I used to be in an office, and have my period. No, to the awkward. I never wanted to carry my handbag to the off to the toilet because I thought that was like a screaming sign. So you know, do the awkward, sneak it out of my bag and shove it down. Hide it up your sleeve, my pocket or in my sleeve, whatever. Like, yeah, so ridiculous. And then you're going into the bathroom, and if there's someone in there, you don't want them to hear the crinkling noise it's because so you don't want someone to know you've got your like ridiculous. You don't have any of that with a cup. I feel like that's like people's. First objection is, oh, my God, how do I deal with that at work? Like I can't be rinsing it out in the sink at work. You don't have to. A lot no. of people, the first thing that I read was this girl, when she gets up in the morning, she has a shower. She deals with it then. At night, she has a shower. She deals with it then. That's yeah. literally it. Then it's like you don't have your period. Yeah. It really is like you don't have it. And I'm telling you, I cannot imagine – I hate the feeling of pads. Like, oh, hate me them with a passion. I could, I couldn't go back to that feeling of them because, I mean, toxic shock syndrome is a very real thing. So I never, mm. before menstrual cup, never used to wear a tampon to bed because no, of that either. risk. So I had to wear a pad, and I hated getting up in the morning on like day one, two, maybe even three hated it yeah it, it felt disgusting and dirty and gross but yeah, yeah now i do the same thing so in the shower i'm just gonna be completely honest i don't I'll actually do care i don't we care we said we'd I'm... be open and you know what if people don't start talking about these things like this then no one's gonna find out about them and know yeah, how and awesome they are i figure i've had a room full of strangers that i don't know looking in between my legs at a baby coming out so exactly you that's know. the thing right what is talking about my period on a podcast? Who cares? Um, so I empty mine in the shower in the morning generally. And I've got like, you have to get the wash and stuff that goes with them. Like the, they come with a natural, I don't even know. It's not, it's, I guess maybe it's antibacterial. I don't know, but it's a natural wash. Um, and so I like wash the cup and everything in the shower and then that's it for the whole day. And then, I I suppose it would be different because our ensuite, our toilet is in the ensuite without a separate door. So I have the option to not shower if I, you know, I'm not having two showers a day. It's easy for me to deal with the cup with the sinks and stuff close by and the feminine yeah. hygiene wash and all that sort of stuff. Um, not the feminine hygiene wash. That sounds like I'm talking about no. that toxic one. But, you know, the menstrual cup <laughs> the wash. The special one that comes with it, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but it's so, so easy. And for me also, I'm going to talk about the practicality of it. So I have found post babies and I think that this is potentially, Claire and I were talking about this before we started the podcast, that I think it's potentially a fit issue on the particular one that I have, but I still get like a tiny bit of leaking sometimes. Like I don't know whether it's that I'm not inserting it correctly or sometimes that angle can be a bit off or it's just a fit issue with the one that I have, but I will generally need to wear like a liner every single day that I'm wearing the cup. Um, but the, I, I hate wearing a liner so much, but the game changer for me has been wearing period undies with it. So good, aren't they? I feel like, how did I go so long without period undies? I don't know. How? I don't know. And can I just point out, we are not like hippies that live on some sort of commune. Like we are, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I feel like people might think that this is a really alternate thing. It is no. not. At all. I, I also am not someone who's like, I don't like to feel messy and yuck. No. I'm a little Me bit princess-like in that Do regard. Do you know what my son wrote on my Mother's Day thing? This episode was sponsored by Low Tox Home, our online program where you will learn how to make simple, natural swaps in your home to save money and improve your family's health in less than five minutes a week. For more information or to enroll, head to clairecarecreations.com forward slash home. So it's a printout mummy and there are four different things about mummy and one of them is my mum doesn't like getting dirty. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yes, that is true. That's true. It's very accurate. Yeah. I am the same. I do not like to be dirty. But that's another thing with kids. Like you don't get any privacy in the toilet. So changing a tampon with your two-year-old in your face or not in your face it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> it is. This My kids follow me to the toilet every time. It. We have had yeah. to have many discussions about me bleeding and that I'm not actually mm. dying. <laughs> yeah, that really happens. Mm. So at least with a oh, cup, I don't have to worry because I do the sneaky, if they let me get a couple of minutes in the shower or I usually often shower before they get up. So we don't have yeah. the death conversation anymore. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And there's not the... The bit, I mean, I don't never flushed tampons when I was using them, so there's the bin issue, like, you know, yeah, which is yuck in itself. Like, I can remember when back in the day when my husband still lived at home and there was no bin in their bar, their toilet, so I would have to like, take a bag and wrap it up and put it in my bag and take like it was just, just, and then can we talk about the waste issue of yeah. tampons? I know, like. So you're eliminating that. I think, I feel like we've sold the cups pretty well. So let's yeah. talk about, we'll just say, so if you are interested in looking at a cup, there are a whole lot of different brands out there. We're not going to talk. I personally have the Juju cup. Juju? Yeah, Juju cup. What did you say you've got? I have a Lunette. Lunette. So there are a few different ones out there. There's Diva cups as well. Yeah, like Diva's there's, there's really lots. popular. But I there think are that... now. I think Diva Cups are available at Woolies. I think they're the ones that are at supermarket. Yeah. So you've got to look at like there's size, there's fit, there's shape. And depending on whether you've had children or not, is it mm-hmm. whether you've had natural it's birth not just, versus or it's 
yeah, just having been no, pregnant. Well, it also goes on age. So yes. the cup is either it's like under 30 or haven't had kids or over 30 or have had kids. So yeah. it, it, you might be 33 and not have had kids, but you're still going to need the same size as someone who has had kids. And I don't know whether that's just, I don't know, obviously things physiological ch- physiologically change as you age. Yeah. I don't know. And like there are um, different sizes for different um, flow levels and stuff. But mm. I found a really awesome website. Now I'm going to link it in the notes because it's quite long, but it's called menstrualcupsaustraliaonline.com.au. And on there they've got a menstrual cup comparison. So it, it explains all the different elements of it, like the size, the length, the shape, um, and then like that, like which size to get if you have have had kids, haven't had kids, well, whatever, and in all different countries. So I will link that up in the show notes so you can have a look at it if you're interested in changing to a cup. But also like hit us up on social media if you've got any questions. We clearly mm. have no problems talking about it. No filters. No nope. filters. Well, um, let's, okay, talk let's talk about yeah. if we're going on, like we've already mentioned period undies. So let's go with those. Yeah, let's do period undies. Yeah. So I have not been using them for as long as you. Like I'm super new to period undies and I, I already know that I will not go back. But I've got Moddy Body. Yep, that's the one that I. And there's heaps of different styles of Moddy Body ones um, because I don't actually intend to use it like for full flow like a pad. It's to be used with a cup. I got the light to medium absorbency. Yep, same. Um, And they're so comfy. They are super comfortable undies. I accidentally bought the like Bridget Jones style. So they're really <laughs> high. Oh my God, being pregnant, they are the most comfortable <laughs> underpants ever. I like wash them every second day so I can wear them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah that the is same. Just using them as a liner. Yeah. But I know there are people who use them instead of pads or tampons or whatever. Mm. Um, I, th- there's, I think there's a lot of people that do that. I still feel like, I mean, for me, I, they say that while well, my ones, which are light to medium say that they can absorb up to two tampons worth mm. of liquid. So that would potentially be like eight hours worth. Um, I personally would, like I said, I don't like to feel yuck. No. I feel like I'd feel yuck sitting in it for that long. Um, but that makes me wonder, wow, how absorbent are the heavy ones? Because I didn't get heavy ones. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. And everything you read, people rave about them. Mm. So I hear people, yeah, I couldn't use them just on their own. No. I wouldn't feel safe enough. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't be wearing pale coloured clothing. No. And I... Um, uh, I was going to say something a bit graphic, but <laughs> we said there'd be I no filter. Have to feel stuff. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, probably. I, I would imagine it would be like, like a pad, and yes. I hate the feeling of a pad. I hate yeah, it because it doesn't just absorb instantly. No, no. So. And like at the start, here we go. We're just really not filtering here. Um, no. At the start, if there's even a little bit of clotting, like you can feel yeah, exactly. that. And I think you would feel the same thing in the period undies. But, I mean, we can't mm. give a review on using them instead of a pad because we don't do it. Um, yeah. I do, actually, I did like, you know, day like four 
you know, when there's really not a lot left, you'd probably only really be wearing a liner. Yeah, Um, instead of a liner anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I wear them then and they're great. Love them. Um, Also love them for the gym just to, like, give that security. I don't love exercising in a cup on, like, my first couple of days. I haven't had a problem with it. Just gonna, I don't, I don't like jumping in it. Like if I'm doing oh, weight yeah. training, wouldn't be jumping with. I it. don't like Especially jumping in it. You've given birth twice, and yeah, I have. You three I've times, and three I have times. twice now. So yeah, but our our pelvic yeah. floors aren't what they used to be. Well, for me, it's more like I don't know. Just the, I think it's because you have the little stick bit. Oh, see, I cut mine off. It just off. physically feels. Did you? How do you get yes. it? Oh, yeah, I suppose you can get it out. Easy. Oh, it maybe out. I should do that. Yep, I read that because I had that issue. Yeah. Okay. Stabbing me. Yeah, that's that's the issue that that's mm. why I don't like wearing them for like high intensity or, exercise. Not that I really exercise intensely to, and stuff. If you don't want to cut it off because you just want to test it first, turn it inside out. Huh. Hmm. Wow. I did a lot of research. Right. Okay. I'm going to trial it. Um, there you go. But if I am wearing a cup to exercise and I'm worried about leaking or anything, period undies are so good because you don't have to panic because you know that it's like you've got something absorbent on that when you exercise is not going to like unstick and go up your bum. <laughs> Because oh. that is legitimately yeah. a real, that is a real problem. <laughs> I'm not yes. even over-exaggerating. Yes, with stupid liners. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't have the world's smallest bums. I end up like a G-string liner. <laughs> and then you've got to try and somehow get it out without people noticing what you're doing. And sometimes, you know, depending on the situation down there, you're kind of giving yourself a bit of a wax. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know the feeling oh, so God. period undies to the rescue there yeah um, um i've heard a lot of people talk about the she thinks ones as well apparently they're really good but yeah i can't keep a review on those they all they all seem to be yeah just search for period undies and yeah. i will say because i'm such a freaking nerd and i'm so paranoid about leaking when my undies arrived, I actually put them on the bench and I got a cup of water and I slowly poured a little bit <laughs> a little bit on to see how they absorbed. They did a good job. Yeah, no, I trusted the testimonials, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust anything when it comes right. to leaking. Uh, okay. Um, what, what are the other options? What have we got? Uh, reusable pads. Yeah. So... Which I can't really speak to. I have... I do actually have two coming. They oh, should really? be delivered by Monday, yes. Um, but, yeah, I can't speak to them at the moment. I suppose the only thing that to consider would be, I guess, like period undies. If you are using them with nothing else, maybe you might feel a bit yuck. Yeah. Um, you're obviously going to have to give it a good rinse. So you're supposed to rinse the um, period undies in cold water. And then you chuck them in a normal wash in a delicates bag. I would assume same goes for reusable pads. Yeah. Because you'd have to wash them beforehand, like rinse them beforehand. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. Personally, I don't love the idea of them, but they are another option. If you were already using pads, then uh, I don't know what sort of cost comparison there is with those and um, period undies. Uh, So reusable pads are cheaper. Period undies are like, I think they were like, Oh, close to $30, the money body yeah. ones. Yeah, they're not um, inexpensive, but when you think no. about what they replace, like I, exactly. I would say that it would it was costing me about $30 a month in tampons. Yeah. Well, if you organic. consider you're using, so let's say I'm going to average, if I was using Tom's, I was probably going through maybe one and a bit boxes of super and then maybe the same of regular during yeah. the cycle plus some pads and some liners. So maybe the mm. pads were lasting me because I only really used it at night. Maybe they were lasting me two cycles. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, with a cup, I mean, you buy the cup once. And I actually can't remember how much a cup is. I can't remember either but i have my computer right here so i feel like i get the feeling that mine was around the 70 dollar mark um but then when you consider 70 dollars, i was probably spending i don't know 20 to 25 per month on sanitary products 50 they're 50 oh right so if you do 50 dollars for a cup plus you get do cup do undies as well oh do they Mm. so thank you packs Right, and oh, you can get them on the Modi Body website too. But I think that they mm. do Lunette and Juju. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you work that out cost wise, you would be in one purchase, you would have saved yourself probably a year's worth. Like, there would be the equivalent of a year's worth of sanitary oh, me, products that you were buying. A few months, like <laughs> covered the cost in a few months. Yeah. Well, if you consider, so I bought three pairs of period undies. Oh, because that gives me time yeah, to yeah. wash and dry. Yeah. So three pairs of period undies and a cup, if if that's your base. That's probably equivalent of a year's worth of sanitary products. But a cup can last up to 10 years. Yeah, exactly. I've had mine as long as you for, look after it. It's... Yeah. I've had mine for two or three, so I'm already ahead. Mm. Yeah, and it's I definitely think... worth it. The reusable pads are around the 10 to $12 mark. I mean, there's a lot of, on Instagram, there's a lot of um, places where you can buy them that are like work-at-home mums that make them mm-hmm. instead of going to shops. Like generally anywhere that sells cloth nappies, yeah, they're also selling reusable menstrual pads. Yeah, pretty similar concept. Yeah. Is that kind of it? I think so. Oh, I'm just going to mention that if you want some hilarity, in my research, I found this campaign in the States called Detox the Box, hashtag Detox the Box. So it's basically like a women's night in party on Detox the Box and it talks about the chemicals in the products and different options and they have some pretty hilarious videos. So I'm going to link up to that in the comments as well. I, I um, love that idea so much. It's so, yeah, so good, isn't it? Because, again, it's talking about it making it something that people talk about. And I think that in, in years to come, we're going to have studies that come out um, where they've looked at the effects of non-organic menstrual products and potential cancers 
and like risks of cancers. I really think that they're, that's going to come out soon. Um, and I think, God, what a great initiative if you could combine like a girls' night in that raises money for the Cancer Council with Detox the Box and you're doing all of that in one and having those conversations. I just think that's such a good idea. Well, actually, so dioxins are one of the toxins that are produced from the bleaching of cotton in tampons. Now, not mm. all companies do not all because no one this. wants to see the actual colour. No, everyone, cotton. You want to wind they want to be wined. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the World Health Organization calls dioxins highly toxic and categorizes them as known human carcinogens. So it says that the amount of dioxin in tampons is low compared to what they use in, compared to different bleaching methods, but it's still present and it's cumulative, which means that over Builds one up thing over that time. I read is that you bleed for six years of your life. So six years of that constant exposure. Not holy good. shit. Yeah, right. <sighs> right. Well, hopefully we've presented enough. Okay, so let's let's review options. the options. So you've got the option you can just switch to organic. So mm-hmm. that's super simple switch at the supermarket next time you're buying your products. Don't buy your other products by Tom's or there is another yeah. one that I've seen in the supermarket though. It's a very small brand. Like they might be two boxes, two different sizes, and it's going to be really low on the shelves because they don't pay for their premium marketing spot. So just look out for it. Then your next option is menstrual cups, period undies, reusable pads. That's yeah. it, right? That's it. Yeah. And if you, if you do have any questions, feel free to, um, to ask away. We're clearly more than happy to answer them. Yeah. You can do an outro now, Claire? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you very much for listening to this. And we also want to say a very, very big thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast so far, um, given us a rating or or a review. Get your words out, Claire. We were at number 14 in alternative health in Australia when we launched, which is just mind blowing. And we've been moving up and down in the top 100 of health and fitness worldwide, which completely blows our minds. Worldwide. Worldwide. Just let's take a minute (laughs) to think about that. Thank you so much to everyone. And if, if you've got, I mean, seriously, please share this episode because everybody needs to hear it. Even yeah. <laughs> going to say all women need to hear it. Let me they do it that and, way. And if you have, um, and I'm, this is probably me coming from a, a primary teacher perspective. If you have a daughter, especially a daughter who is getting near the age where they're going to get their period, we would love if you could listen to this episode either listen to it and then chat to them about it or listen to it together um, because it is really rare still in today's society that girls feel comfortable talking about their period I have had a very large amount of grade five and six female students 
who have come to me to talk about their period, obviously I'm, I must be maybe a little bit too open because if your <laughs> students know that you're comfortable talking about your yeah. period, you must be pretty open about it. Um, but the amount of girls that I have had come to me about their period because they are too embarrassed to tell their parents, which may not be because their parents have made it taboo in any way, but they just, it hasn't been spoken about. So they have taken it as being taboo. Wow. See, Um, I was a bit like that as well. My mum told me about it and she talked about it, but I still (laughs) told you before I recorded this, I used to write lady products on the shopping list. (laughs) I couldn't write tampons. That was too embarrassing. I wrote lady products, but we had, my friend had, a nanny who was really open about it. So we talked to her about it. So I think that mm. kind of covered us. But, yeah, so important to have yeah. people to talk to. And not even just for the girls, you know, young girls to know that it's okay to talk to, but it also needs to be made aware, you know, I have got two sons and a daughter. I mm. want my sons to know about menstrual cycles and yeah. I don't want them to be berating their sister on day one of her cycle saying it's shark week or anything <laughs> along those lines. Like that yeah. is not okay in my book. I want them to know everything that she's going to know about the menstrual cycle. I am very open. I have a five-year-old and he, he knows what a menstrual cycle is. He knows what is happening when I'm bleeding. Now knows I'm not dying. You know, he knows all the important information <laughs> His dad is very, we're very open about discussing it. Like as a couple, it's not taboo in my house. Um, I mean, my daughter voluntarily, I've still got some Tom's liners and I will find her with a Tom's liner in her underwear reasonably often. (laughs) (laughs) That's how open we are. <laughs> but it's equally as important. Though. You don't want it to be using them every day. <laughs> I have said that to her. I have yeah. said that. Look, can you just maybe wait like another ten years when you actually yeah, need it, and then I'll, I will no, buy no. you period undies or the yeah. organic products, whatever you prefer. Um, but yeah, it is equally important for the men and the boys in our lives to know about menstrual cycles, just as important as for the women. Yeah. So and true. Not, no. All right. Well, we closed up, so we will, we will close up again and we will see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Natural Life Academy. If you love this episode, we would really appreciate if you would leave a little review for us and tell us what you think. And if you want more from us, head over to Facebook and join the Natural Life Facebook group where we will share more tips, tricks, recipes, and of course, inspiration for your natural life.